0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on com, and I am coming to you directly after Bellator 289 and it was do you know what? It was it, it, it was like a good and bad event kind of stuck together, but in general what the 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 very good parts were very, very good and I'll concentrate mostly on, on them today. Um The main event I suppose is the first thing I have to get into. I'm absolutely Chewing, chewing to get into this one. It was such an interesting fight. You know, maybe not the the best fight in the world, but a very interesting battle. uh, Very interesting uh, how you scored it. And very, very interesting how the three judges scored it. Thankfully, Two of them scored it the right way Two of the best judges in the world we will get into that in a second And um, one of them who isn't one of the best judges in the world <laughs> Didn't score it correctly Although I haven't said that It wasn't the worst score in the world It was just like a, a, a visibly inaccurate score But we we will, get into, uh, we will get into all of that I suppose In a second um, For Billetard One thing I just wanted to mention first Because usually when I'm doing these post shows I like to kind of just kind of make a slight point about the promotion in general with the backing of a show that just happened. And I think this one, the interesting thing to make here and the interesting point to make is the tournament and how well the tournaments have actually worked for Bellator. We have two very interesting tournament fights here again. We have a very interesting tournament final. And even though Sergio Pettis got injured and kind of it derailed the tournament a little bit. It still turned out to be a really, really good tournament. The lightweight tournament, or, or, sorry, the, uh, it was a featherweight tournament, wasn't it? The featherweight tournament was a great tournament. They're about doing the lightweight tournament uh, as well coming up. I'm sure that'll be good. But Bellator, the way they do these tournaments, I really, really like them. You know, there was a lot of overkill, obviously, before. Um, they... Uh, they're doing it now, where it's you know one a year maybe or one every eighteen months, and it's a little bit different from PFL. They're doing it their own way, so I I like it. I I think uh, I think it's it's good to do it this way. Now the one thing I maybe I would say was it has the champion not actually being in this for most of it benefited the tournament a little bit. It feels it, I don't know what it feels like. It has a little bit. So and I know it's very hard to maybe leave the champion out or have a championship match outside of it. But it it just feels a bit weird when the champion is in it. It feels a little less weird when there's an interim champion in it. And I don't know, is that the way to go? If there's something you could do? But either way, we have some great fights from uh, these tournaments and, and we had another couple of great fights from it tonight. But I, like I again, I say with all of these, the, the chasing back, I suppose, with one championship with PFL, and everywhere, it's great to have something different, and that's definitely something different that Bellator have that the UFC for, like for me, no reason refuses to do. So it's great stuff uh, from them all together. It's really really good. Um, another big thing for Bellator tonight, I think, as well, was it. It wasn't a kind of a dead rubber fight in the main event. Are a couple of the fights in the main card weren't kind of dead rubber fights, because that's happened an awful lot recently. You know, the MVP fight, and there's been loads of them recently where it's just kind of bad fight after bad fight in the main event or in, in kind of fights we're looking forward to, and like fights we're rightly looking forward to and building up and talking about as very, very good fights, and then they just kind of disappoint. You know, it's not Bellator's fault. They're not criticizing Bellator in any way. Sometimes you give, get an even matchup between two very good fighters and it just kind of turns into an even battle that's not a great fight you know that can happen and there's no there's no problem with that at all we, we all know that the issue is it kind of happened too many times for Bellator recently and it, fe- it feels like it's five cards in a row now I'm not saying it is or maybe it's not if you go back and look but it, f- it feels like the last five cards have been terrible for Bellator and the fact that they kind of got out of that tonight with the 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 main fights and no not the cards in general, I mean like the top couple of fights. But they've definitely reversed that tonight And it, we come out I'm literally here minutes away From, uh, from the ending of the card And uh, I'm hyped after it And that hasn't been the, the way for Bellator over the last while So a great way to yeah, Kind of in the year Obviously they have another event coming up And I'm going to be looking back uh, In the next couple of weeks as well At Bellator's uh, year I'm going to do a review show of that as well Along with some other promotions So I look forward to that definitely But let's get into uh, let's get into this card And I have to start at the main event I, I usually start from the bottom And work my way up but I have to start at this moment. And I think the way to do this is just to go through the fight kind of bit by bit. Um, and it's not a massively overcomplicated fight. If you're waking up this morning and you haven't seen the fight or whatever, <sighs> there, not, too, not too much happened during the fight. So I'll run you through. Round one, Sabatello went for a takedown. He took the back. Never fully controlled, though. And that was a real team of the whole fight that... He kept getting in positions that looked like he was about to earn himself control, but never really fully controlled anything. And even if you see the stats afterwards, and we know what the stats of control stats are, are stupid anyway, but still, these are even more stupid because he'd way like it was almost no control on the whole fight he had because it was always a struggle for that position. At, not no, not always, but at nearly every point in that fight, there was all it was struggle, 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 struggle. Even when he kind of took the back, Stotts was, kind of, uh, yeah, Stotts was kind of leaning on an elbow and trying to pull himself out and almost getting himself out over and over and over again. Even in the first round here, Stotts was controlling the arm totally and it looked like he was actually about to submit it at one stage and was pulling down the arm, you know, pulling it over his hand like this and pulling it down with his shoulder. Um, Sabatello finally landed on top, but then Stotts immediately reverses and gets back up. Not much happened in the round. You'd have to give it as a as a Sabatello round. I think just for him getting on top, landing a couple of strikes, but he didn't really land any strikes. Didn't really get any subs. The stats kind of arm. If you, like uh, if you want to give that round to stats, I actually don't have too much of a problem with it because he had that arm. Wasn't really an amber Wasn't really in as a as a submission. Didn't land too many shots. But Sabatello didn't really do much either. Look, it was a Sabatello round. You you might even go to the secondary criteria on that one. But yeah, the second round then. Stots was biting on absolutely everything and I thought at the start of this second round oh this is not good for Stots. it did not look good for Stots at the start of that second round but then there was uh, a low blow that Sabatello was like no 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 I want to keep fighting after Stots kicked him low and in as he said that, Stotts came in and hit him with a big right hand, and then the referee was like, "Well, you said you didn't want to stop." And Sabatella was like, "Grand," and Stotts had hit him with the right hand, and it was funny that right hand as it was actually kind of a turning point because I think it. Stots came on and hit him with another shot after it, and it actually gave him like uh, a bit of go forward, it gave him a bit of confidence, he stopped two takedowns after that and landed a lovely upper gut. there was a clinched in, there was a body lock takedown for Sabatello, he made it look easy at that stage, and I was kind of thinking in the second round, okay, Stotts is winning here. Um, when he's out and out free, but he keeps getting taken down. Even if it's not easy, he keeps landing in positions. For Sabatello, that the longer the fight goes, if he can keep getting those positions, surely at one stage he'll get a long clinch, maybe get a submission, maybe land some big shots. But uh, Stotts kept scrambling; he just kept scrambling. Sabatello did very, very little on top. There was a knee bar attempt late in the round for Stotts, and he definitely won it. To me, it's one one after two rounds. The first round, you have to give it to Sabatella, just because you know the control there was there wasn't really much landed. The second round, you have to give that to Stats he landed the better strikes. Uh, early after that ball kick he almost got a knee bar late and Sabatello did nothing uh, in the third, there was a grounded knee that Sabatello landed after uh, Stotts had kept his knee on the ground then he easily again stopped two takedowns and he was landing shots going forward so the jab when Stotts threw it he didn't seem to throw it enough throughout the fight but it was landing there was a takedown in for Stotts there was a scramble. Sabat uh, he got the side control, got up, landed a couple of knees, and the way up a couple of scrambles again. It was an- it was another round for um uh for uh, stats there. So stats one, two, and three, round one was for Sabatello. I think it was really straightforward the first three rounds, very very straightforward. The four rounds wrestling kind of ensued at the start of that round. Sabatello nearly got a choke. Stotts scrambled well. He was looking for the darts. Um, almost got control but didn't really land anything either both landed a few in the feet late it was extremely close it was one of those rounds where if someone had landed something big at the end of it uh, they would have taken it but they they both landed half big shots I would say towards the end Uh, Sabatello was the one on top Sabatello was the one winning the round up until then he almost got that choke early as well that's one part I think people might miss I think that choke was actually pretty good early he had the effective grappling there if it was even towards the end, Sabatella wins that round. So for me, it's 2-2. That four-round could go either way. That The first three rounds, pretty straightforward, sure I think. Four-round, very, very close. But I think Sabatella won it. And in the fifth round, this was definitely a stats round. He was jabbing, landing lots of punches from the first 90 seconds. Like, landed loads of punches in that first 90 seconds. Which makes the score we'll get to at the end even more crazy. But uh, Sabatella scrambled. He almost took the back, Stats was landing some elbow, you just like, poof, literally, literally elbows like that as he kind of had his ha- back half taken, it was like half, uh, half taken the back is a perfect fucking, uh, sorry I shouldn't be cursing, is the perfect word to be using here, uh, I think I it because I've listened to Sabatello all night, but anyway, um, and he was literally, he was like, he, someone like has my back there, but I have my, just my arm. Sorry, we should be talking to the microphone. Someone has my arm here. And it's like, well, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. And I'm going to just like hit you with this arm. And it. it was one of those ones. Like, Samatello had the position, but he did absolutely nothing with it. And it was just stuck in this weird position for like two minutes. Almost took the back, but Sabatello gets to guard. A bit, bit of exchange is laid. It's a definite Stats round. He boxed him up for the first 90 seconds. There's no doubt about it. Stats won that round. And thankfully, 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 after the fight, we went to the judges' scorecards. And two of the judges scored it the right way 48, 47, the exact way I scored it. Two, three, and five for Stats. One and four for Sabatello. And those two judges, remember their names now, right? Brian Miner and Eric Cologne. Whenever we see bad decisions, we see a judge's name. Everyone's tweeting it. This judge is terrible, sending them hateful messages and all that. Why don't Go online. Brian Miner, Eric Cologne, tweet out those names. You know? The, these judges are the judges we should be having judging in these big fights. They made the right decision. They sent the guy home or they sent the guy into the final to get the million quid. Um, and they You know the, the People are always say Oh they, they took money Out of this guy's pocket They took it out of his family and all. Well they Put the money Into the right guy's pocket They put him towards the final To win that million quid They got the right decision They followed the criteria They did it the way You're supposed to do it, And they got it right So all praise To Brian Miner And Eric Cologne Two fantastic judges And then we Douglas Crosby uh, Who scored at 50-45 Now as I said As I said not the worst score I've ever seen, but a bad score. And I'm not one to criticise judges or anything like that, but this was... That fifth round, there's no way... There's no way you can score that fifth round uh, for Sabatello. That's a stats round all day long, twice on Sunday. And it's... It's near. What time is it? It's nearly... It's it's nearly Sunday here. It's five o'clock in the morning on Saturday only, but it's nearly Sunday. Um, and that second round too, like... Whatever about the third round, the second round, you have to give that to too. You have to give the third round to stats as well. As I said, they're pretty straightforward. To give all three of those rounds to Sabatello, that is terrible judging. That is bad judging. And I, as I said, other people will come on and they'll call it terrible judging. And they'll come on next week and they'll say something else is terrible judging. Last week, the same thing. I don't do that. That's not me. I'm not coming on here roaring and shouting about judges, calling them terrible all the time. When I'll tell you when they actually are terrible. And this was Terrible. This was very, very, very bad judging. Now, look, we all make mistakes. We all, you know, we we all have rounds of people disagree with or whatever, and all, all judges do. You know, some of the judges I mentioned there earlier, some of the ones I've praised before as good judges, I, they've put in cards as well that I'm like, well, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't agree. Douglas Crosby like continually puts in bad cards, uh, continually puts in baffling scores for rounds and fights, and uh, you know. The fact that he's still given these big positions, it makes you question how he's still getting these big positions, why he's still getting these big positions. Uh, absolutely shouldn't be. But it also makes you question why Eric alone gets a lot and Brian Minor is a guy who should be getting more. This guy's a fantastic judge. Fantastic referee as well. We saw him reffing tonight. Uh, I'll say Eric Cologne again. He does. He he uh, judges some of the real top fights in, in Vegas and beyond. Uh, and as I said, he should be still right up there judging all of them. But Brian Miner as well. I think it's time to, uh, you know, be getting him out to Vegas and be getting him to other places as well to judge the top fights because he's absolutely a top, top judge. But um, back to the fight, I suppose, just for a second before we move on. And... Uh, uh, an almighty battle. I tweeted just after. It'd be a damn shame and a kind of indictment on MMA if the guy who really didn't land many shots, or didn't have any many submission attempts, a bit of a submission attempt, as I said, with the uh, the choke round four. If he had won the fight, it would have been a shame. It would have been a bit like it would have been a bad, bad, not a stain on MMA, but a bad indictment of of how MMA is scored and what MMA is as a sport. Like the guy who went out there and landed the strikes The guy who went out there and went for the knee bar The guy who went out there to to win the fight Won the fight And that's the way it should be And I talk often about how to design the criteria And I think in my opinion The criteria is designed well To give the fight to the right guy And tonight that showed You know The two people who used the criteria correctly Allowed the correct guy to win the fight And that's the way it should be. And that's what we had tonight. Um, But look, uh, Stotts moves on. In my opinion, look, he's been... Sergio Pettis is still the champion, but I think he's been the best bantamweight in Bellator for the last couple of years. Um, He's beaten some of the best guys. And now, the the guy he's meeting in the fight I'll get to in a second, uh, he might have something to say about that as well. But uh, a very, very good fighter, a top fighter. Sabatello's a brilliant wrestler. And this was a tough matchup for him. Uh, and he won not I think Stats as well I think Stats could actually Go down on it I think I think he's a small guy At the weight of 135 I think he could fight At uh, 125 And probably do well there I know Belfer still don't have That division do they? But uh, may, maybe in the future We could see him in the UFC Or we could see him Somewhere else fighting at 125 And I think that'd be uh, Very very interesting But yeah, I wouldn't say a great fight, a great battle, a very interesting fight, one that had you on the edge of your seat until the very, very end, uh, you know, even after the fight, until the scores are read, and absolutely great stuff. Um, before we talk about Velasquez versus Carmouche, I'll just finish up the £135 um, tournament, and we have a final of now Rafi and against Patchy Mix after he beat Magomed Magomedov. What a performance from Patchy Mix, honestly. I I picked Magomed Magomedov coming in. Actually, I picked stats too, so I got that one right. I never tweeted out my my winning bet. Um, but in round one, Mixes winning the strike, and he looked, he's looked so much better in his striking in the last couple of fights. And I I kind of beforehand questioned his striking in, in in the betting show, and maybe I shouldn't have. To be honest, maybe I need to update my opinion on that because it just looks better. Um, three minutes into the first round, Magomed Magomedov went for the takedown. And Mix almost guillotined him. And I'm looking at that and I'm kind of saying and anyone who listened to my uh, Betting Show was like, oh never picked the never picked the jujitsu guy over the wrestler. That's my one rule. What, a, what an idiotic rule that is. I may change that rule. But anyway, I mix Mix almost got it, but it got back to the feed. Magomed Megamedov just could not get the takedown. It was it was a definite mix round. Second round, Megamedov kicks his way inside this time. Um but it didn't look great. Um wasn't able to get the takedown, uh, just kind of was able to get the clinch, but that was it. And then in between, before and after that, Mix was landing lovely leg kicks, kicking him up, landing some nice stuff. His boxing looked great. And finally, Megamed, Megamedov got the takedown, but it wasn't good because Patchy Mix snapped on that guillotine and slept him. Slept him, put him out Yawning, snoring out with the guillotine absolutely lovely stuff altogether and when like when you have a great guillotine when you have great attacks like that and you're fighting wrestlers like that who you have to force to get inside because you're out striking them it gives you a great opportunity to win the fight in that way like i i still stand by the jiu-jitsu versus wrestling thing it's very hard for jiu-jitsu to win but if that jiu-jitsu is used in a certain way Along with striking that is dominant then it can be very it can be very useful it really really can even if I don't always um i suppose sign up. For that as a conclusion But today it was the conclusion And my conclusion was wrong And it just shows you can't write the conclusion Before the conclusion is actually written Because what we saw here is what MMA is all about You know, one guy who comes in And oh, my wrestling is going to win this fight and, and another guy who goes, nah mm, something, I have something anti-wrestling And do you know what it is? It's a forearm under your chin And a bit of a squeeze and a bit of a choke And sleepy sleeps So what... You know, what a performance from Patchy Mix What a run from Patchy Mix This guy You know, I always knew Patchy Mix was a good fighter But the the run he's been on has been absolutely phenomenal And, um, you know, there's a couple of Irish guys here that Had a couple of close fights with him James Galler but on a good fight against him You know, he ended up obviously getting choked out In that one, in, the, in an even enough fight that Mix was winning up until then Franz Malambo was was beating him Oh no, sorry, that was Ricky Benitez, sorry I ain't gone mad I ain't gone mad, I ain't gone mad. mad, never mind But um, that's a fight I'd like to see actually Franz against Apache, if we could put that together Frans, Like Franz is a very, very good fighter But I, I think he'll be going uh, elsewhere But anyway, uh, yeah I would, uh, I'd love to, actually What I was thinking there, where I was going I'd love to see Mega Meda versus James Gallagher I, Like, I've never been the biggest fan Of the James Gallagher-Brett-Johns fight I just don't think it makes much sense Um I think the Magomed Magomedov fight would make a lot more sense and I think that would be a good fight to, to make so let's that up uh, let's make that happen. But in the final and I'm sure we look we'll be looking forward to this again but we've Patchy Mix fighting against Rafi and Stats and what a fight that is. You know, you have the the submissions of Mix and if we saw anything tonight it's that Stats can be getting to on the ground, like he can find himself in bad positions, now he did well in all of those positions, but he still found himself in those positions, and I think patchy Mix is a much superior grappler in terms of submission finishing than Raffians, or than um, uh, Danny Sabatello is, so if he can get there, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that, you know, I don't think he can rule Pachy on the feet now either, I do think Stats is a better striker, but the way Pachi has been performing recently, you couldn't rule really him out on the feet. That is a fantastic fight. I'll be tuned in for that to that fight. All ends up. I cannot wait for a very very good fight. Right, let's talk about Velasquez versus Karmouche. Um Very good fight. Is probably not the word you'd use to describe this until the end. And there was a few fights like that in the card. Uh, Camus clinched early. She just pushed forward, broke into range. And then we just waited and waited and waited and waited. There was four minutes of a clinch. Uh, Kevin McDonald, who actually had a good night previously on the card, just let this go for four minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? How is this still going here? But anyway, they broke out. Uh, he eventually broke it. Um, and just nothing kind of happened. There was only a few seconds left. Liz Carmouche won the round. Off round. Off round. Um, Liz got a takedown to start the second round. They got up, there was a clinch, they got out, then Liz got another takedown, there was nothing for ages. And then there was this weird moment where nothing had happened for ages, and everyone knew that Kevin McDonald was just about to stand them up. And he hadn't started to stand them up yet, but you kind of knew you could feel it was coming. The crowd could feel it was coming, the fighters could feel it was coming. And Liz Carmouche jumped into mount. And honestly, you know, I, I I'm not saying this is the referee's fault or anyone's fault but i honestly think it, it was actually great from Carmouche and terrible far or from Velasquez whichever way you want to put it but Liz Carmouche used that time where Velasquez's defenses in my opinion were down to get the mount and she got the armbar from there armbar, armbar from there and ended up winning uh and and tapping um Velasquez out It was You know It it was a terrible fight Right up until the very end It was literally like Eight minutes or whatever it was Of just boredom Until a great armbar Towards the end You know I I definitely criticise the referee here For not breaking him Until the very end of the first round And for not Standing him up here as well Um, Velasquez Should have been You know Controlling the fight at all times, should have been defending herself at all times. She, she look. She. It's not like she didn't, but I think she let the guard down for a while. Let Carmouche get to the mount, and, and a very very good armbar finish for Carmouche. John's very interesting. It's it's coming up at the start of February or the end of February next year. Ten years since Liz Carmouche was the first woman ever to step in the octagon for a while. Obviously, when she fought uh, for Ronda Rousey. And the fact that she's armbaring people now, 10 years later, is just so great. And, uh, like, it's great for Liz Carmouche. Tough for Velasquez, two losses in a row. The first one, you know, the way it went. This one was a bit weird as well, although there was nothing wrong with the finish itself. Uh, very, very tough for her and a long way back now. But, look... Safe and Grace, I suppose. I don't think Carmouche will be the champion forever, if you want to put it that way. She's getting on in age now as well, and there's people out there. I think that probably have the beaten of her. So Velasquez probably can find her way back in. But having said that, all credit to Carmouche. It's lovely to see her there. It's great to see someone who seemingly has been like a good person and a good fighter and a um, a good professional for years is getting their you know getting their place where they deserve it, and uh, that's great to see. So fair play to her. Uh, right, let's run through the the rest of the fights. Uh, go some great, some awful. I would put the Dalton Ross Anthony Adams fight in the awful uh, category. Just lots of feints early. Ross was just falling onto shots, but was landing a couple. Adams landing very little from the back foot. He was fighting like a, like a counter striker was Anthony Adams, but not countering. It was just it was just a bizarre fight from him. Ross kind of mercifully struck into a takedown at the start of the second. I uh, got the mount, took the back. Adams was defending well. He got out after like two minutes by just turning. Literally just turned and he got out and it was as simple as that but he didn't bother doing it before. Everyone just missing loads of shots at the end of that round. There was a low kick uh, after that. Rasta was in the third. Rasta was getting in closer, landing some better shots. Third round is the best round uh, last ninety seconds, very very good. Rasta hurt him late. Adams went for a takedown. Rasta got on top uh, and around in the. Round ended. Uh, Rasta won the fight. I think he won uh He won the unanimous decision, didn't he? He did. Uh, not one to write home about. Uh, a good fight though, Lyra Joanna versus uh, Denise Kilols. I enjoyed this one. Very interesting first round because Joanna came out hard and she was just throwing shots, and I was like, oh god, Denise is just going to counter her up here, and she was early. Much harder punch or landing the, the, the better shots. But that kind of forced Eliana Joanne to circle... And she landed, started landing on some nice counters, and she made like that massive adjustment in the middle of a round to go from like an attacking, aggressive puncher to a slick off the back foot counter puncher, which I don't think I have ever seen before in a mixed martial arts fight. <laughs> Certainly not one at this of level. So I was very, very interested. I think, uh, I I think she she won that uh, round. Uh, Denise was waiting more uh, in the second round. Uh, but Joanna was thrown hard and, and still uh, still circling And he's got her timing, I think, mid-round uh, And started to land a better shot to late down for Joanna uh, Who scrambled scramble to get on top Dan Morglada throughout the whole fight, fight This fight and throughout the whole evening Was standing people up very, very quickly um, I think Kilos did win that round though. The third very, very interesting Again, Joanna got dropped early uh, two nice shots from Denise after after the Joanna takedown. Uh, again, landed in half guard after scramble. They stood up. Denise threw a few shots, kind of got stuck. Joanna got the back. She was grabbing the gloves, like, nonstop. And I was looking at Morgana, I was like, well, you were nitpicking everything earlier on. She's gra- She literally had the inside of both gloves at one stage after he had warned her, and he didn't send them up or didn't do anything. I was like, well, that's bizarre. Uh, Denise was landing more on top, did nodding, uh, did, to me, did nodding with the back, uh this was an interesting one—a close decision. I—I uh, had it for—I had it for, uh, for Keelols, if I'm not mistaken, but Lira Joanna won it here. Domin displayed in from Jaleel Winnes, just landing more in the first round uh, against Kyle Critchmere. Uh, but not much either, Clinch from Kyle after about three minutes, but they got back out, and then Willis just landed more punches, Willis was just destroying him in the second round, landed a lovely left hook, Kyle uh, got a mid-cage clinch, and it was the only thing he really got, Willis landed a lovely uppercut, a lovely body shot, then a jab kind of rocked, Crutchmere, um, takedown at him, but about two minutes left was no good, he went for another one, no good, and at that point, Jaleel Willis is winning the fight. Big shots for Willis early again in the third. um, <laughs> Dan Marglada again kept breaking up the clinches here. There's a lovely knee in the clinch from Willis. He's just winning it all. Missed the takedown for Kyle Late as well, and when, uh, Willis ended up on top, and that was that was it. You know, he ended up winning the decision. Very very promising display here from Jaleel Willis and a very very good win. um, the biggest, I suppose, judging controversy on the night, well, after the uh, after the, the 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 stray score in the minute was Cody Law uh, against Chris Linchoni. This was this was the one. It was the criteria got it the right way again, but like it was one that was very close to like the other way as well. I scored it the other way. Now I had it for Law. But I'm kind of glad it was scored this way, to be honest. I, I like the the judges' card more than I like my card. Uh, look, there was a lot of shit talk from Lanchoni in, in the first. Landing some good shots. I thought Law was actually landing some very, very good shots. So the first round was actually not a bad round at all. Uh he's landing better, better for me off the back foot. Um, Both were landing well, though. Went for a guillotine, but Law got the takedown. Close first round for me And look, the second and third were close as well All wrestling from Law in the second But didn't really do much with it Law on top on the third Didn't really do much with it And Lincione ended up getting the decision you know. which I, I had a 30-27 Law But I'm kind of glad That my scorecard wasn't the judge's scorecard Because it was one of those fights It wasn't a great fight But it was one of those fights You should be asking yourself If you're Cody Law, what can I do next? What can I do in my next fight to make Myself a better fighter To make my fights more exciting To make my fights more cleanly won And it should be An easy answer after that fight For Pat Downey It's a v- not as half an easy as an answer uh, He fought Christian Eccles A massive, massive, massive underdog Was Eccles um, The fight started off with a few punches Quick takedown at him for Downey um, win for this weird choke They they said, um, who was it, Dave Schultz, uh, Mark Schultz, Mark Schultz. Was it Dave Schultz in wrestling? It was Dave Schultz in wrestling, wasn't it? He used to go for it, uh, Big John said, uh, and he didn't get it. And when they got back up to the feet, Eccles just started bombing him with uppercuts, and he landed a big uppercut. But it was the left hook that hurt Pat Downey. And once that left hook hurt him, he was like Bambi on ice. He could not fight anymore. He, you could kind of clearly see that the man had never taken a punch in his life and he was backing up at a rate of knots and just waiting to be knocked out and he didn't have to wait long because Eccles hit him with a massive upper guard, knocked him out cold. So pat Downey, like the NCAA All-American or whatever he is, um, has a lot of work to do if he's going to come back. He looked horrendous here. He couldn't get the takedown and looked awful on the feet. So... Uh, back to the drawing board for Pat Downey. We'll see where he goes. Still has a lot of potential. Still a very good athlete and all of that. But back to the back to the drawing board. Um, three more fights on the card after that. Uh, two good ones, one bad one. Uh, the good ones were first of all Kamaka against um Bame. Kamaka leg kicks in round one. Kamaka was uh, was winning but Ben was doing a bit better in the second uh, takedown for Kyle late in the second round nearly got the arm triangle in the third Ben came out fast but Kamaka settled fast enough as well body kicks uh, got the fight back on the ground and you know what is a bit of a pity stoppage from Kevin McDonald, but I like this stoppage because Kai Kamaka maybe didn't reflect it in, in the uh, in my talkings about the fight there, but Kai Kamaka was absolutely destroying him and looked great in this fight. Bam, tough, tough as hell, but Kamaka a classier, better fighter here and very, very good stuff from him all around in this one. Um, the fight after that, didn't the fight before it was Liminger against Lombardo. Bow were landing well at the start. This was a fun round, one round fight. Liminger takedown from a leg kick. Almost got the guillotine. Lombardo takedown from that guillotine then. And Lombardo was just landing the harder shots. And you could see he was just landing harder and harder and harder. And then it was a big left hook KO. A big left hook KO for Lombardo. And Kevin McDonald again, good stoppage for me. John McCarthy said it on the commentary that you could just see he was about to take a shot. That no one should ever be taken Great stoppage Great win for Lombardo And then Kaz Bell uh, Jared Scoggins uh, Bad fight uh, Loads of Scoggins Clinch in the first round Scoggins takedown In the second round Bell takedown then Almost Scoggins Armbar But Bell uh, Ended the round With a small bit of ground and pound. Clinch from Bell In the third Landed on top And I've written In my notes here Yawn <laughs> Bell got a takedown After Scoggins Guillotine attempt Took the back Landed some shots but not very much Kaz Bell ended up uh, ended up winning the split decision. I'm not going to give out too much about it to be honest. It was a it was awful fight and uh don't go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, if not, but all in all, you know, main event very very interesting. Uh the Carmouche finish was very good. Bachi mix brilliant display from him. Um enjoyed uh Holtz versus Joanna, enjoyed uh, Jaleel Willis's performance that that was very very good uh, enjoyed the great judging decisions as well enjoyed Kai Kamaka's win very interesting Michael Lombardo put on a good knockout as well in a good fight with, uh, with Mark Limminger so all in all a pretty good night uh, for Bellator right I will leave it there my name is Sean Sheehan for Showdog.com. Merry Christmas Happy New Year we'll see you all next time